fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Hey, what's up? Welcome into the program. You finally made it to the end of the week. Pat yourself on the back. Smile, scream. You scream, I scream. We all scream for ice cream. What a week, man. It's been a crazy one, and it is finally wrapping up, hopefully for most individuals, which means welcome aboard. Let's have some fun today on the program, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. We love you to death and appreciate you very, very much. Man, we got a big show lined up today. We have some hearings out of Washington, D.C., We have the ongoing battle with the budget, inflation, taxes, that sort of thing. We have Donald Trump still not indicted or arraigned, although he is getting a little carried away on his truth social with making threats and rallying people up trying to do that outcry. But maybe it's working. Maybe that's why they've held off on what they're planning to do. Or maybe they've got called out to where people are paying attention, and now they have to actually back up these substantiated claims against Donald Trump, and it's just not working out for them. So... We'll get to some of that maybe a little bit later. Bottom of the hour today, Derek Johnson. He is an independent country music artist, also an Army veteran. And he's got a way to save America. Can we get America back on track in this nation? And he's got his documents. He's got ways where we need to reference back to our founding of this nation. The Constitution, 1776, the Declaration of Independence. What wild concepts actually trying to hold government accountable and limiting their power, which was the entire intent of the founding of this nation. So we'll talk with Derek coming up at the bottom of the hour, and you can start looking through his cool website at thedocuments.info. Thedocuments.info as he's uploading great information and ways to save the nation on different topical issues, and we'll get him on the program here in just a little bit. Speaking of music, though, he is a country music artist. We'll play some of his music here in just a little bit. I have a new business venture for anybody willing to invest in this program with me. I think it would be a great opportunity for all of us, and I think it's a great way to reach the youth of America. As you know, the battle for our children's education is huge and extremely important right now. I'm sorry, as Donald Trump says, it's huge and bigly. And while we try to fight for the youth of America, we're trying to find the best way to educate them, right? Because right now, maybe the public education system, not quite where it needs to be in many parts of the country, not everywhere, obviously, and not the teachers, obviously, or most of the teachers, but it is, we have to make that clarification uh, in today's times because people get very, uh, um, very offended and very worked up very easily. But uh, there is a concern with many woke new public teachers coming into the system wanting to talk about sexual orientations and gender identification, all this other garbage, the ongoing battle in Florida, here in Kansas. We talked about it yesterday with our gender bill. Uh, Our minds of our young generation are at war, and we need to get back down to the basics. And I have a business proposal Who for anyone who wants to join me on this business venture trying to reach the young generation. And by that, I mean young children's TV and radio broadcasting, trying to educate them in certain ways. And I don't know. Have you ever seen, and I'm sure if you're a young parent or if you remember being a young parent, they had the baby channel. 
And the baby channel has some really wild TV shows. When you're like half awake trying to tend to a newborn and you're not getting any sleep and you're delirious and you're watching the baby channel on TV, there's some really messed up programming on there that you get sucked into as much as the baby gets sucked into because you're so exhausted and delusional. I remember those days and there are still some of those songs on the TV broadcast that I remember and I still sing today. Now, Isla, little voice of reason, my eight-year-old daughter does not remember any of those, but I do. Leg on the couch watching her in the crib sleep or play and just like trying not to tip over and fall asleep uh, every single moment. So, and Mrs. Voice of Reason the same way. So, uh, but did you know that those are actually pretty brutal? It's a cutthroat industry, man, trying to get those young child programs on there. And there's a lot of money involved in it as well. So here we are. Uh, I have a new opportunity. This was actually sent to me by a good friend a couple of days ago, and I had to play it on the program. But uh, there is a new opportunity for us to try and teach them the basics of education especially counting Sesame Street. Step aside, my friends. What do you think? What do you, <laughs> what do you I think we have a business venture here getting kids excited about counting again. Maybe Joe Biden could take a lesson or two about that counting poorly as well. There we are. All right. Welcome into the program. <laughs> we got. I'm telling you, there is a business venture opportunity there for anyone who wishes to invest in the Hoosier Media Network's new children's program on counting and reading. We're starting it up right here on the program, baby. All right. Let's get into what's trending for the day today. What do you say? What's trending today? All right, so uh, I'm going to get some emails on that one. You're free to email me, who's your media network at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. Andy, what's that angry music? That's good stuff, my friend. All right, uh, in Washington, D.C., over the last two days, there have been the hearings regarding the banning of the potential social media out outlet of TikTok. Now, uh, I've mentioned this many times on the program, and I may be a bit controversial, and many of you may disagree with me on this issue. However, I am sticking firm to my position of it is absurd, ridiculous, and completely unnecessary to ban TikTok for the general population. I am all for banning for military personnel or anyone with any type of intelligence in our government, in national security issues, and any type of intel on how things work, or uh, even maybe utility companies or public utility companies or wherever that could potentially get access to information that could damage us as a nation. All for that. But for the entire 120, 150 million plus users of the social media app of TikTok, a little bit insane to try and ban it. Because it brings up a lot of questions on why they're trying to ban something like this for the general population. And I have to remind and warn Republicans on this one, as much of a conservative right-wing nut that I am, quote-unquote, we have to remind the Republican Party here not to go into the selective rage that the Democrats do oh so well. If you know, Democrats are very good at selective rage. January 6th was uh, was an insurrection, and we're a bunch of you know MAGA domestic terrorists and so on and so forth. But don't worry, anti-fun Black Lives Matter literally burning down entire cities is not a big issue. It's just a mostly peaceful protest. Selective rage. 
And we don't want selective rage in this nation, especially with a party that holds ourselves to a little bit higher standards than the Democrat Party and the socialists in this nation right now. So we don't want the selective rage like we're starting to hear by some elected officials who are in this committee interviewing the CEO of TikTok over the last day or so in Washington, D.C. Why, if you had nothing to hide, would you need to downplay the association with ByteDance in China? Congressman, I have not seen this memo. You can't answer that question. And you expect us to believe that you are capable of maintaining the data security, privacy and security of 150 million Americans? I think that is a blatant display of how vulnerable people who use TikTok are. You damn well know that you cannot protect the data and security of this committee or the 150 million users of your app because it is an extension of the CCP. And with that, I yield back. That was Congresswoman Kat Kamick out of the great state of Florida as the selective rage. You know damn well that you're connected to the CCP and we're not going to allow this and we're going to stop this garbage. Okay, cool. I understand it. The communist nation of China, the government may be collecting our data through the social media app of China and the owner company, the overall company of TikTok called ByteDance, that is collecting that data as well. Here's the grand kicker that some may not be aware of. Again, breaking news. Breaking news for anybody who may not be aware of it. If you're concerned about privacy issues, you should not be on any social media platform in any way, shape, or form. Period. Period. If you're concerned about it, and it's China. Okay, what is our federal government doing right now? We have a Biden administration who literally says that Donald Trump and all of his MAGA supporters right now are domestic terrorists, are election deniers, and we've gone through three years of complete banishment and silencing and shadow banning and censorship on all of our social media from TikTok to YouTube to Google to Facebook all of them under the purview of the federal government right now, which TikTok currently is not. But all of ours are. If you tried to Google anything about Dr. Fauci, you would not find anything except for positive things on the Google algorithms that would pop up when you when you look for him. If you tried to post anything that mentioned vaccines or COVID on YouTube, you were automatically banned. I know because my YouTube account has been banned and censored and deleted with accounts over and over and over again. Look at the backlash that Joe Rogan got by interviewing Dr. Robert Malone just a year, a couple of years ago when uh, he was talking about these vaccines and how potentially bad the mRNA vaccine technology could be. If you're worried about privacy, if you're worried about misinformation, If you're worried about the truth not getting out there, then don't get on any social media platform. This is selective rage by, and I get it, mostly Republicans right now, unfortunately, but it's selective rage because where was this outcry in 2001 after the Patriot Act, after the 9-11 attacks? And George W. Bush and the Republicans at that time, and Democrats, all of them, including Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, who tried to deny it later on, passed the Patriot Act to allow censorship and to allow the the collecting of metadata. Remember that term? Haven't heard metadata in a very long time. According to pogo.org, despite some of the major reforms, this was written in 2019, so it's a couple years old right now, significant action still needed. As as of May of 2018, 19.4 million phone numbers had been collected for metadata on conversations going in and out. 
Uh, although this is a substantial decrease from the old National Bolt Collection Program that swept up the full set of call records of over 100 million individuals with a single order to AT&T and Verizon, it is still a massive invasion of privacy. We're not just talking about phones now. We have smart TVs that have a camera literally watching you eat Cheetos in your boxers every night and every weekend. We have text messages that are collected, emails that are collected, cell phones that are just wiretapped constantly, where the government can literally turn on your camera and your microphone right now at any point if they choose to do so with a FISA court where we have no understanding of what the FISA court does, no understanding of how they actually get these orders, and we allow it to happen. And for some weird reason, we're fascinated with TikTok and the collection of data to the Chinese government. Now, I get China's a threat. I get that China is a communist nation, but the collection that we have in this nation is no better, especially when we have a federal government that right now is politically targeting one side of the political aisle with the intent to silence them, banish them, and to punish them and persecute them if they had the opportunity to do so, starting with the grand old Donald Trump. So is TikTok really that bad of an issue compared to what we're seeing in our own country? The selective rage needs to stop, and we need to be consistent as Republicans and conservatives on what we stand for. Either all privacy is important, or it doesn't matter. There are more than 150 million Americans who love our platform, and we know we have a responsibility to protect them, which is why I'm, I'm making the following commitments to you and to all our users. Number one, we will keep safety, particularly for teenagers, as a top priority for us. Number two, we will firewall protected U.S. data from unwanted foreign access. Number three, TikTok will remain a place for free expression and will not be manipulated by any government. And fourth, we will be transparent and we will give access to third-party independent monitors to remain accountable for our commitments. Interesting. We'll break some of that down when we come back here in just a moment. To me... It almost sounds like the government's a little scared of content getting out on social media that 150 million users here in the country are seeing that they don't have control of filtering or censoring before we actually see it. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason, common sense, rationale. Welcome back into the program. Always a pleasure to have you along for the ride. As always, especially for a Friday today, man. You finally made it. Holy cow. TikTok ban potentially in the country. Now, look again. I get the concerns with the Chinese government. Totally understand it. Do they need to be getting our information? No, nobody should be getting our information. Our own federal government should not be getting our information. They don't need to see my text message. They don't need to see my emails. They don't need to see my Google search. They don't need to see my house when they tap into my microphone or my camera on my phone. They don't need any of that information. And yet they seem to get that. And while we've kind of, you know, danced around it a little bit when it comes to bringing in Jack Dorsey from Twitter when he actually owned Twitter and, you know, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook and talking about them, about uh, censoring certain content from the elections and how they actually shadow ban things. And they openly admitted it and they didn't give it any answers in any way, shape or form. Of, well, we didn't know it was happening or we actually don't do that or that's not actually how it works or I don't know what you're talking about or I'll have to look into that. We got a whole bunch of a nothing burger the entire time that they were up in these stands uh, as witnesses and testifying in front of Congress. This guy 
again, I don't know that I necessarily trust a corporation from China either, but at least in a 40-second clip gave us more substantial information of what they at least say they want to do as opposed to what any of our American companies said. There are more than 150 million Americans who love our platform. All right, hold on. I want to stop right there. Real second. 150 million Americans use TikTok. Think about that. Now, again, there is a bit of a concern for the Democrats and for the government in general that if there's propaganda being spread, misinformation being spread, some type of information being spread, that it could be influencing 150, nearly half of the American population, 150 million Americans across this nation that's using the app of TikTok. And for those that don't know what TikTok is, Andy, what's that? Because the world's changing all the time, and as you know me, I am like so not technically savvy, it's not even funny. But nonetheless, for those that don't know what TikTok is, it is a it is a social media app to where it's nothing but little videos. Anywhere between 15-second clips to 30-second clips up to a three-minute video clip. And people just create the content. And it bases on the algorithm of what you want to see. So obviously it's going to center you, uh, which goes into an entirely deeper conversation of the fact that we live in a world now where outside of the real world of what we look at every day, if you go online in any way, shape, or form, we have the government tracking you so you're never safe or you're never private in any way, shape, or form. And then you live in a bubble of the content that you feel comfortable with because we don't like to go outside that bubble, which is another psychological conversation to have at another time. But you don't have to, there's tons of stuff on there from the stupid young girls doing stupid little dances to people doing stupid challenges. Mine is filled with, i got to be honest, mine is filled with um, a little bit of politics, mostly stand-up comedians, uh, music, like hard rock music, and then a little bit of like religious and spiritual and philosophical things. (laughs) That's what mine is. My wife's. It's filled with holistic stuff, being obviously with the Hoosier Health and her holistic well-being and alternative medicines. Hers is filled with individuals like holistic healers and herbalists and people that actually grow things. And how she, That's what her algorithm shows. And you tailor it to what you want to see, and then you see that kind of content. But it's just you and I making videos and uploading it onto there. So the fact that the government, our government, is not able to filter content and propaganda from 150 million users of an app like that, to me, that shows that's really one of the main focal reasons why they're pushing this ban is because they can't control that content, and content's getting out there they don't want us to know, like some of the conspiratorial stuff about the COVID-19 pandemic and Dr. Fauci that we weren't allowed to see on Facebook and Twitter and Google and YouTube for the last three years. And we know we have a responsibility to protect them. Which is why I'm, I'm making the following commitments to you and to all our users. Number one, we will keep safety, particularly for teenagers, as a top priority for us. Number two, we will firewall protected U.S. data from unwanted foreign access. What he means by that is actually having a third-party company based out of the U.S., which I believe is named Odyssey is what they wanted to call it, that would actually run the U.S.-based servers for TikTok. Do you believe him? Do you trust him a little more? And is it a concern more so than this some of the other stuff we're seeing? Lots more coming up. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is the Voice of Reason 
with Andy Hoosier. All right, others, welcome back into the program. It's a Friday, baby, on the home stretch here. Last half hour of the show goes by way too fast, man. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time on our multiple radio stations all over the place. Love you to death. Welcome in. Thanks for hanging out. So we're going to shift gears a little bit. We'll get back to the TikTok ban in Congress, the conversation and the hearings that we've heard over the last couple of days. We'll get back to that here in just a little bit. Are you concerned about privacy? Again, my stance is either don't ban TikTok or ban all social media. And I mean all of it. And ban emails and get rid of the censorship and data collection from there. Get rid of the little cameras on your TV watching Eat Cheetos in your boxers at nighttime. Get rid of the censorship of your uh, your email and your GPS on your phone. All of it. Like, get either all or nothing, dude. It's a little weird that we're doing the selective rage right now, and I just don't understand it. Except for, it makes a lot more sense when you realize that uh, TikTok, with 150 million users in the country, is the one social media platform that our federal government right now does not have authority over to filter content. And they don't like that, especially with the conspiracy theorists the, of us uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. I know, I know, that we're questioning the motives of Dr. Fauci and some of those others with the masks and the vaccines and the isolation and everything else. So it makes sense when you put it into that perspective. Outside of that, stop the selective rage, man. Let's shift gears a little bit, get into what's trending. What's trending today? It's a Friday, which means we have a, have to have a little bit of fun here on the program. As you know, we, we're kind of going from the, the rock that we played at the beginning of the program to our next guest. Really excited to have him on as he is a country music artist and songwriter with his song, Real Cool Kind of Hot, which is awesome can dig it she's hair pulled back in a camo cap with a catfish on the line she's an evening gown night on the town candlelight and wine i love it the diversity on this program is outstanding uh we have he's also has his new website up trying to get the information out how do we save the country the blueprint to save america the blueprint to get us back on track excited to have on the program with us here mr Derek johnson Derek, what's going on brother how you doing I'm doing pretty good, probably more good than pretty. Yeah, I, I'm but telling you. Glad, I'm glad to see springs here in the south. I don't know how y'all do it. Uh, we are. We had 80 degrees yesterday, and it's about 45 today. So we're not quite figuring out what we want to do yet in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Well, uh, I understand that. Let's talk about your website here and how to save this country, the blueprint to save America, because uh, there's a lot of ideas on what we can do, and it seems to be like crazier every day. We can't quite figure out what we want to do in this nation. Well, you know, I mean, it's uh, it goes back to the simplicities of anything, like you were saying just a while ago. Um, either you have all or nothing. How about this? Let's just go back to, uh, you know, uh, a simplicity. Uh, before you and I both, uh, even at 40 years old, I remember growing up without social media. We didn't have it yet. We didn't have any kind of platform like that. We played in the yard. We drank from a water hose. We did things like that. So how about let's go back to simplicity? Yeah. Um, and Americans, you know, I've I've already taken this on the front, so uh, if they get mad at me for saying it, but uh, we got to get back to also where seventy five percent of America right now, sixty eight to seventy five percent data shows cannot even name the, the three branches of government. Just name them. Don't tell me what they do. Just say <laughs> executive, judicial, and legislative. They can't do that. Um, so we're in bad trouble when it comes to uh, you know understanding what's going on right now because what's going on right now. Is so freaking monumental, historical, and biblical that uh, words can't even hardly describe it. But I've been teaching people the difference in military law and federal and civil because right now everybody's been watching the most biblical, monumental, 
world operation by the military uh, known to man. And Donald Trump is still legally your president, commander-in-chief, by laws and orders that back the Constitution. And they're simple, actually. Um, and I can show you how really quick. Yeah, let's let's break that down, because I've heard this theory before of uh, the fact that uh, he's, what, like the 12th president in this nation right now, and that there were some changes back in the 1800s. So for those that don't, uh, that don't, have not heard this theory before, talk about uh, what's going on here. Well, so um, it's it's real simple. In March 2020, it's kind of like Texas, you know, not down, not too far down the road from you. Texans loved Alamo because Alamo was a had a hero named William Barrett Travis, where he drew a line in the sand. Well, you know, once they got through history and looked back, they could see that definitive line in the sand was a monumental line. Well, uh, most people, when we get down and we get through this, because there will be a re- revelation. Um, I've actually been invited. I can actually. I'll say this on the air. I have my official DOD regulation itinerary to go to Guantanamo Bay in the summer to witness the military tribunals, which the New York Times reported were coming, not not me, uh, but my the, the followers that found me uh, learned about this through me. However, I didn't report that first, uh, but still. Um, so you have to see that definitive line that was drawn in the sand because people like my dad, my dad's 80, Air Force veteran, he was like, we've had laws and orders. They haven't been applied or upheld for years. I said, I get that. However, there was a line drawn in the sand, Dad, and let me show you where it was. And when I showed it to him, and then knowing how the National Guard operate, once people see that picture, but that the first thing they have to be receptive of is understanding that military law and military came first in our nation. And we didn't have a piece of paper until 2016 that clarified this by the United States Supreme Court. It's called the Military Justice Act, which specifically says military law, court, and personnel are separate from civil law, court, and personnel. So that's the definitive line. Then the law of war manual, a new law of war manual for the Department of Defense was released June the 12th, 2015. Donald Trump rolls down the escalator four days later. What are the coincidences of that? So when you put all those together, and then you look at Article 2 of the Constitution. Back in World War II, now Donald Trump said in March 2020, this is where that line was drawn in March 2020, he specifically said we're in a different war, but the same scenario as World War II. All right, so you have to know what happened in World War II. In World War II, Franklin Roosevelt told Congress, he didn't ask Congress, he told Congress, it is my duty as Commander-in-Chief of the Army and the Navy to protect the Constitution. And so he told them, well, Congress gave him power to restructure the executive branch to do what? To declare war by the presidency. It became known as the First and Second War Powers Act. So via the First and Second War Powers Act, that turned into 50 United States Code, which is called War and National Defense. There's multiple chapters. So under 50 U.S. Code or United States Code, Chapter 33, Section 1541, the president can declare war via national emergencies. Well, Donald Trump declared 10 national emergencies from December 2017 to March 2020. But where it became a wartime president situation, he put out Executive Order 13912. He signed it that into law. It federalized one million National Guard to active duty. That's a direct military order. That's when it became a military separate from federal. So that became a military order. The other thing he did that's never been done before, 
in Executive Order 13919, he made the Secretary of Defense have equal authority. Normally, the State Defense is up under him. He gave the Secretary of Defense equal authority to federalize the National Guard to act duty as well. Well, the only person who can federalize the National Guard to act duty is the President. That's 10 United States Code 12406. Donald Trump gave that order. Therefore, he still has that command. And also in 50 United States Code Chapter 34, it also shows you the only person who can terminate that national emergency is the president. Now, there's other national emergencies that have transferred, you know, like presidents have used, and it went to the next president. This was different. This was a military order. And the National Guard have been out of their state jurisdictions every single day since that order. And I have those pictures documented in my documents. Um, and then also uh, on Facebook, on 1776 Nation, I just dumped 1,400 pictures uh, this about two days ago of nothing but National Guard. And also all of the law of war manual countries, also the Abraham Accord countries, and also the pat- other patch we have with Canada and Mexico. All those aircraft are in and out of our nation every single day. It's a, it's a beautiful sight, but people can't see it until they read those laws and orders. And then you'll be able to see it. Uh, but it's right. They laid it right in front of everyone. Now, Donald Trump did say in 2016, never again will be voiced to the public what's going on with our military, because if you find out, guess who else finds out? But other than that, they put it out there optically. Um, and then the other thing, simultaneous, really quick, are the federal continuity directives. There's two federal continuity directives. One was issued January 17, 2017, three days before he took office, and then uh, June 13, 2017. They clearly show that our three branches of government are under a continuity of government. So Congress, the courts, everybody are under a continuity of government. But when he became a wartime president, what puts the cherry on top is all the media. So all your FCC-regulated everything, all those media are under what they call war powers of the president, 47 United States Code 606, which is a code Specifically for the president, he can control TV, Internet, broadcast, and also closing of government facilities. Well, that's why you saw a fence go around the Capitol building. It's also why you saw a fence go around the Federal Reserve building in late 2022. So everything's been put right in front of everybody by law and order. It's just a matter of will they go read it or not. It's an interesting take on this for sure. We're talking with Derek Johnson, uh, uh, the uh, creator of the 1776 Nation. You can find online thedocuments.info. You can see all the documents that you laid out here, and you laid out a really interesting case. And uh, Derek, we got to take a hard break here in just about 30 seconds. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Absolutely. Awesome, because I want to continue on this. And I, the question, the main question that I have, and we'll do this when we come back here, is kind of the teaser. But if this is the case, and if all of these executive orders were taken in action by President Donald Trump at that time, and everything has happened, then is he still the president? And if that's the case, then uh, you know, looking at the current state of affairs, him being on the campaign trail, running for another term, where does that fit in with everything right now? And what would we do about a scenario like this if this comes to fruition in a transition of power? We'll do some of that when we come back here to wrap up the program uh, for the last few minutes here on The Voice of Reason on a Friday. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Helps if I turn on my microphone. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes here of the show for a Friday today. We're hanging out with Derek Johnson, country music artist, songwriter, and the head of the project known as the 1776 Nation, Ways to Save America, as a lot of information was dumped in that last segment. We're definitely going to need some more time, which means we may have to get Derek back on the program because I have a lot of questions, uh, Derek, and I appreciate the time and all the info. So first off, let's let's. I want to ask the kind of the obvious question here is, as you mentioned at the beginning, is that according to these executive orders, these laws that were passed under Trump and and the way things were done, that you said he's still uh, technically the president. That, and if that's the case, I know that there's been um, claims and predictions on when Trump was going to essentially walk back into the White House and Joe Biden would be arrested and all the crimes that the federal government was was doing. And like you said, the, the Guantanamo Bay tribunals and everything. It, it, why haven't those happened yet, I guess is the question. Yeah, that's a great question. And, and two, the other thing, I think a lot of times whenever uh, people are talking and they haven't had any experience in the military, they don't understand a controlled operation. And a lot of people, it is a free market, unfortunately. So a lot of people have a voice out there and they get out there and they do a lot of things prediction-wise to get people to run over and buy something right right off their platform. Yeah. Um, I feel like God's just allowed me to fulfill my service beyond my service. My service time was cut short. I now know what he was preparing me for. So I have no predictions. I just go by law and order every single day. And then also by the optics that are given to us. The optics are very key. Um, and that's what I've been trying to teach Americans is, look, you still got to live your day, every day of your life, whatever you do, whatever you like, whatever you love, you got to do that. Uh, but but also take what's given to you. So I just go by, uh, you know, I call him boss man without any disrespect, but uh, but uh, CIC Trump's uh, speeches, like his CPAC, CPAC speech, um, he's followed up with a lot of what we call optics. Um, he's, he has mentioned that we put a beautiful flag on the surface of Mars, which is military auxiliary radio system, um, and that's the emergency communications, and you'll find those in the federal directives. Um, so I don't know when they're going to pull the triggers. I do know that the tribunals are coming June and July. Um, I don't know if those will be visual for the people yet or if they're going to wait and hold those off. Not sure of the timing. But I just wanted to show you one really th- quick thing, though, another visual that, that they get right in the military because I'm an Army veteran, so shout out who is out there, but also other veterans. Thank you for what you did. But um, on January 20, 2021, when the whole world, we're talking about seven point whatever five billion people thought they witnessed Joe Biden and be inaugurated. Let me show you something. This is military regulations. They don't get these wrong. Um, all president inaugurations are the third infantry ID by the army. They use four cannons. It's also the army who performs the ceremonies, the funeral ceremonies of the presidents. They use three cannons. On January 20, 2021, when the whole world called that, that Donald Trump rode off into the sunset from Joint Base Andrews. He had both Air Force Ones present with him. Biden did not receive the traditional ride-in on Air Force One. Both Air Force Ones were present. There were four cannons with Donald John Trump. When the whole world thought they witnessed Biden have an inauguration, why were there three cannons? A three-volley salute, which is a funeral. It's not a salute. Not to be confused with a 21. A three-volley that's for funeral services. The whole world, you can go watch it. CBS, CNN, all of them still have it up. Three volleys there. 
The Army has four and eight years to get that correct. They did not get that wrong that day. Everything is optics for everybody to see. So you're gonna, you're watching that. The other thing, Donald John Trump, Space Force, created, established December the 20th, 2019, the same day the Uniform Code of Military Justice was reissued. He had also changed court-martialing. He had also done a lot of other things via the military uh, paperwork, but when you look at those things, the Space Force, there's two words that Biden has never stuttered out of his mouth. That's the Space Force. Well, in, when August and December 2022, guess what happened? The Army and the Navy transferred all communications to the Space Force to be under one command. They also just transferred all of our ground missile warning systems over to the Space Force. So there's a lot of optics out there for people to see that that clarify all these things happening you just once again have to know what you're reading and what you're hearing yeah. um, and then know what laws and orders those are uh it's so- a- it's definitely, Derek, we're, we're out of time. I'm it's an interesting take on this for sure. And if this is the case and if this is happening, then I hope it happens. There's so many more questions I want to ask you. Derek, we're going to have to get you back on the yes, program uh, and do this again. What do you say, brother? I would love to. I love Wichita, too, by the way. Hey, I love it. Next time you come out here, we're going to get you in studio and we're going to have to come watch you perform. So you're going to just have to come out here and do a show out here in Wichita, Kansas. What do you think? I can do that for you, just just for you. Hey, there we go. I love it, brother. It's Derek Johnson. Go check it out, thedocuments.info, thedocuments.info, 1776 Nation. It's Derek Johnson. We appreciate that. That's, that does it for us today. Podcast up in a bit. We'll see you on the radio on Monday. Have a great weekend.